What up, Sarah? Not much, Rachel. How are you? I'm good. I'm weird today. I'm feeling weird. Yeah, I can kind of tell. All right, well. But I <laughs> I think you're funny when you're weird, so Hopefully. let's get this started. What have you been yes. reading? Um, I've been reading The Cave Dwellers by Christina McDowell. Ooh. I've been reading it for kind of a long time. It's it's one of those books where, like, I think I need to read it slowly because it's kind of, like, dense. There's, like, a lot in there. But I've just been, you know, carrying it around for a week or two. and Carrying books around is essential to the reader aesthetic oh, that we I do it all for. the time. I put this in my work bag every single day. I've never read a book at work. I don't read on my lunch break. I don't do that. You're just not like other girls. But I carry it around in my bag. Well, nobody knows I have it in my bag. It's a little secret just for me. Yeah. It's all my for little secret. It's, it's about you. It's comforting. And I'm like, you know what? What if I get stranded somewhere and I read a book for a long time? And I, what if, I, if I'm stranded, what am I going to do? I got to read. Yeah. Or, that makes perfect sense. You know, maybe I just really want to read on my lunch break. Maybe I want to get fired at my job and start just reading out there. <laughs> okay. I hope, for your sake, I hope that doesn't happen. It probably won't. But anyway, it's great to have this book around with me. It's, it's really good. Um, I will say it's like a story of um, like the Washington, D.C. elites, the cave dwellers, as they're called. Um, and it's, it follows, like, th- four different families. One family is brutally murdered at the very beginning. That's kind of the premise. Yikes. And then it's, like, how it, the ripple effects of that onto the other families that mm-hmm. it is talking about. Um, it's pretty, um, I am almost done with it. I'm not quite done, but it seems like it's one of those books where nobody comes out looking great. Um, it's been enlightening also. Intriguing. Um, to, like, American politics, I suppose. Um... Uh, is it Pizzagate affirming? No. Good. (laughs) (laughs) It is, um, I don't know. It's so interesting though. I feel like I've been looking for a book like this for a long time and it's really great. So that's a good feeling when you find new fiction. I feel like I have a lot of books in my head that I want to be written Mm -hmm. and it's good when you find one. Yeah. That's what this is. Um, Sarah, what have you been reading? I just finished The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Audier, which Rachel so kindly lent to me we do that we share books yes it is a retelling of the story of a thousand and one nights a thousand arabian nights what is it is it a thousand just a thousand i think so it's not a 101 dalmatians oh well i don't know i thought it was a thousand and one um i mean maybe but it's unimportant but yeah basically it's unimportant because it's not a very good adaptation of this like folktale it's sort of good yeah like it it I think that it could have benefited from a little less of everything and a little more magic and uh, a little more magic and a little more, I don't know, just toning it, it down. Yeah, it just wasn't good. Agreed. Yeah. See, you know what? This is why it's so fun to read books that you hate. I know, but I didn't hate it. I actually stayed up late reading it a couple nights the because I was so entranced by this, like, Edward Cullen-like man that she falls in love with he's like i'm a monster and she's like i love you (laughs) so i don't know i guess that the romance was doing something for me but it really was not good and maybe we'll talk about it one day when we have a podcast about books we hate but again i didn't hate it no i didn't hate it either i was just i remember being really underwhelmed by it like it's gotten a lot of hype i've seen it on book talk a few times and it's like wow we can't trust book talk agreed there are but, enemies oh big big take over here okay yeah we're enemies with book talk i just decided it all right we'll get there um anyway yeah it was underwhelming but i'm sorry you read that um what what do you think you're gonna start next do you have any ideas do you have plans 
I have some like high quality stuff that I bought from Amazon, but I you might... also have like five of my books. You can I start also with one do have five of your books, but <laughs> I think I might be starting the House of the Spirits by Isabel Allende. Very, fun. but I'm not sure. Very cool. I also might read something stupid, so I, I might reread that. Anna and the French Kiss. We we'll love see. that. It's a once again perfect fall vibe. Yes. Sarah, if you need fall reads, may I refer you to our last episode? Ooh, <laughs> I will check that out. Well, today we are going to talk more about our reading styles and habits. Yeah, we are. Correct? Yep. And I have a couple questions for you, and you have a couple questions for me. Uh-huh. I want to get to know you. I just want to see you. Yeah. Because uh, we did not spend all of our lives together. Yeah. You're a mystery to me. Who are you? Um, okay. My first question is, what is your reading schedule? Like, how often do you read? What is the time frame like? That's been an interesting question lately because I have recently, not recently, but I mean, I graduated college in April and before that I had been a student for, I mean, five years in college and then, you know, high school and Mm -hmm. all the school before that. Um, So I was always reading. I would read a lot at night because that's just when I had the free time or whatever. Um, Also, I'm just a night owl anyway. Yes. Um, So I still kind of do that with my, you know, I have a full time job and, you know, working. So I still read at night mostly. Um, I also just read, like, whenever I can. I mean, I, of course, I, I take this book with me wherever. That's kind of also a mm-hmm. thing. Like, I've gone to, like, the grocery store with, like, a paperback in the pocket of my hoodie and my little kangaroo pouch. I just do that. So cool. Someone's going to fall in love no, with you. No! I mean, nobody knows. That's the thing. It's I my know. little secret. It's my secret. But, um, I just, I feel like I love carrying books around everywhere because... I, you know, maybe I get a second to read and I, 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 I like reading books in all, all in one day. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I've done it a lot. I mean, I used to do it a lot more, of course, when I didn't have like obligations, but now I feel like I have learned the value of reading bit by bit. So, and like I said before, this book that I'm reading right now, I have read it very slowly, but, um, I also definitely do read books whenever I can. All in one go. Yeah. What about you? When what what are your what is your schedule? Well, I honestly have not been reading as much recently because of social media and it's all consuming nature. But that's true. I deleted Instagram recently. Brave. And I deleted TikTok a couple months ago, and I think it actually has contributed to the fact that I have been reading more. This will be I will be nowhere near as many books as I used to read when I was in junior high, which was like sixty a year. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, last year it was, like, 12, and now I'm... Really? Uh, during COVID? Oh, wait, no. COVID year? No. Okay. I think, like, 2018 was... That was partially because... Anyways. COVID year, more. Um, hard to read when you're in school, too, because then it's, like... I always had a hard time reading in college because I was, like, well, my eyes are tired of reading. And also, like, I've read so much. I, I was... I did. I took a lot of creative writing classes in college, and I would sometimes get burned out of reading. Yeah, same. I Not burned out, but it takes, you know. The fact that I am a history major has definitely prohibited me from indulging in as much historical fiction as I would like, because I'm already reading so much about history that when I read historical fiction, sometimes it blends into my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. But recently, I haven't had as many history classes, so I've been reading a bit more. But I mostly read at night, mm-hmm. and I read in bed... Under the covers. The classic. With a flashlight. Mm-hmm. And it keeps me... It keeps me from falling asleep. I know some people read to fall asleep, but I cannot fall asleep if <laughs> I, I have a book in my hand. I have never understood that. I'm like, if I read, I'm awake. I am 
aware. I am. Yeah. I'm not tired. Like I rarely. I get tired watching TikTok. <laughs> That's yeah. what I do. That's my night routine. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's me. My schedule. Awesome. Um. Okay. I want to talk about like where do you get books? So back in the day at the good old Springville Library, I would just roam through the stacks and see if there's anything that I hadn't read before. I have read a lot of it, and I can still go through the shelves. Oh, we have so much fun. When me and Sarah, you know, we'll hang out, we'll go to the library together because we um, are real exciting people. (laughs) We'll go to the library together and just take the shelves one by one, and we'll point out everything we've read, and we'll give each other, like, a quick review of it. We're so annoying. And usually it's books we hate. Oh, it's the best. Because there's so many books that I just read because they were on the shelves, and then I realized halfway through that it was, like, just absolute garbage. Um, also, when you read something when you're 14, it probably is going to be garbage. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, but now I would say that I mostly read what other people recommend to me. I have, like, a couple trusted friends mm-hmm. who give generally good recommendations you are one of those people i was gonna say yeah of course <laughs> um but then i have a couple other friends that i just sort of read what they read mm-hmm. i also i don't know sometimes usually it's just browsing through the library or recommendations from other people mm-hmm. you however actually use goodreads as a way of finding books right i use goodreads a ton oh yeah, I mean, Goodreads is awful. I don't want to promote the app because the design is horrible. And also, it's like a subsidy of Amazon. Um, but, yeah, I use Goodreads a ton. Um, I take recommendations, of course, from people. I use Pinterest a lot, which is interesting. That's like, And there will be, like, smart. these, like, listicles or whatever that are linked mm-hmm. on Pinterest that are, you know, 25, you know, crime thrillers that you must read this year. Or, like, you know, 18 books with like this very specific characteristic i'm like mm, interesting let me go ahead mm-hmm. and add them to my list that's like what i'll do during like that's like one of my hobbies is like yeah adding books to my to be read list um yeah i will find books on i don't know but and i i i actually went to barnes and noble the other night had a bad day whatever went to barnes and noble came out with like healing a hundred bucks of books whatever but i walked around the shelves and i was just like hmm well it looks good so i just really like i grabbed books at random and i was like does this look good does this not let me cross reference with goodreads of course um yeah i i find books in like really weird ways but you know what if i like it i like it and it's great and again i will read books that i hate so i do spend a lot of effort picking books that i think i will like but if i find something and i hate it so much then it's usually that hatred is enough to fuel me through the rest yes. of it. <laughs> and books can be deceptive. There are a lot of books that I had thought I would love and then I don't. Right, but then it's more disappointing because then you're like, well, I, I spent so much effort finding this and I thought it was going to be so great and, like, whatever. Um, also, I have gotten into audiobooks more lately, mm-hmm. especially with, like, rereading. Um, I will re... I'll listen to audiobooks if I've read them before. I do, I, I do ebooks also. Yeah. I don't really have a source for audiobooks, even though I know that there are a million ways that I could get them for free through the library or something. Yeah. So I will listen to... Libby is great. Libby is a great resource. Yeah. I know this, but it stresses me out. I don't know why. It's hard. Yeah. But I listen to classic d- novels as podcasts on Spotify. That is a great... Because I, I, they're in the public domain. That's such a great domain. resource. Yeah. Yeah. So I've like listen to didn't david dobrik read like frankenstein or something yeah uh <laughs> i think i listened to like two chapters of that. yeah i don't really feel like listening to his voice for that yeah long. no and he, it was clear that he didn't understand some of the words he was reading <laughs> he would pronounce them wrong or 
You know yeah. what? I have noticed that when an audiobook has a bad narrator, I'm just angry the whole time. Yeah. No, I am very picky, but usually it's Jane Austen and there's some nice sounding British woman reading it. So yeah. I'm fine with that. Yep. Um, how have your reading habits changed over time? Oh boy. Um, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before. I used to read constantly. I was the kid who got in trouble at school for reading under my desk Mm -hmm. because I was like, yes, whatever. I didn't, I was not particularly like social child. You're also mischievous. I was mischievous. I I was always up to something. Um, that is true actually. Um, but yeah, no, I would read all the time as a kid. Um, books are, books have always been like a comfort for me. So I just carry them around all the time. Um, yeah, and like I said, I mean, I read full, I, I work full time now, and so it's harder for me to find time to read, so I feel like I do have to be more, like, mindful of it, mm-hmm. but it's always, um, it's never, like, hard for me to carve out time, because, like, often, like, when I'm feeling, you know, sad or whatever, or low, and I'm like, ah, what's the point of going on? I'm like, well, you know, there's always books to read. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm reading a great book, and suddenly everything's great, so. That is... Books? I don't think I've changed very much over time, actually. In, in answer to your question, I don't think I have changed Okay, interesting. For me, I feel like I have... I had a slump because I didn't feel like I belonged in YA anymore. I would reread YA books that I okay, yeah. liked, but I was sort of... Ha- I did not appreciate going into the stacks in the YA section and seeing books about 16-year-olds that I couldn't relate to. Now, I think... Especially, I mean, and you're saying this as, like, you know, 19, 20... Yeah, as a 19 or 20-year-old, it felt dumb to me. I think now that I'm 23, I do read some YA books, but I'm like, okay, this is YA. It's It's about a teenager. But as a 19 or 20-year-old, I was like, I don't really identify with this, but also I probably could... It was it's a little, a little too, too close to home. Exactly. It I yeah. I think I did go through a similar slump like that. I didn't really read a ton during like my yeah, freshman and sophomore years in college or something. But I think now both I am able to read YA but like as an adult reading it and also I have sort of started to find adult fiction that I like. Mhm. Me too. I think that partially comes with that I now have friends who are adults who can recommend adult fiction to me. Mhm. Um and because it's hard to find adult fiction when you're just going through the library. Because yeah. it's just a lot of, like, Tom Clancy and Mary Balog. And I'm like, yeah. I don't really want to read either of those right. people's books. But, yeah. so I'm getting there. And I've been, this year, I feel like, mm, the majority of the books that I weren't, wasn't re that I haven't, that I wasn't rereading were books about adults for adults. Mm-hmm. Which is a change from past years. Yeah. So. I will say also in, in answer to like how reading habits have changed i have branched out a ton like yeah in my little stack next to my bed right now i have like a graphic novel i have an adult fiction book i have a YA crime thriller i have um like a psychology kind of more research-based very scientific Mm -hmm. book i have really found enjoyment in reading a lot more things and i feel like i mean we could go into well i also just think that there's been an evolution in the kinds of books that are available to people our age or in YA because I definitely remember our library when we were younger there weren't a lot of options it was just like princess diary type things Mm -hmm. or you know Harry Potter type things and I think that YA as a genre has just expanded in general and as a consequence kind of adult fiction right I do think there's been like a really there's been a really interesting renaissance in like the publishing world that I don't know very much about honestly but like I feel like um there is so much more 
accessible variety lately. It's yeah. Great. Also, just as like young women in our twenties, we are the people who still buy books, and so yeah. the books are kind of catered catered towards us in general. Whatever, I like it. Yeah, no complaints. I am keeping Barnes and Noble in business. Just kidding. Um, next question for you that I have is. I think it's my turn to ask a question. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm so sorry. I think it is. No, I want to. I want to know ahead. more about. I want to know you. Aww. Um. Let's see. Oh, um. What What have you been looking forward to lately? Like, what books have you been drawn to? Uh, good question. Well, I am always on the lookout for fantasy with some vibes. We love it, and. I think that's what I was hoping when I read. That was what I was hoping for with the Wrath. That's of the what Dawn. it's advertised as. Yes, for sure. but it was not. I think it was a flop. I'm just always on the lookout for some fantasy that is like low stakes. You know, okay, I think that I I like fantasy epics where they have to save the world, but also sometimes it feels trite to me. And I think that fantasy yeah. could be so much more versatile when it's engaged with. In a sm- on a smaller scale. And so- when, with that, I think, also comes more focus on characters, too. Yes. Which is interesting. Or on just, you know, the ma- magic not as a means of obtaining power, but just as something that people encounter in ordinary situations, in right. ordinary ways. Magic for its own sake is so fun. Yeah. And so I think that normally we pair magic with, like, a Game of Thrones kind of plot. Mm-hmm. And, like... I don't... High fantasy kind of thing. Yeah. Which, high fantasy is fun, but I also... I mean, like, when I read Lord of the Rings, the thing that I like most is, like, the meals and the, like, (laughs) shimmering otherworldly beings, not, like, the battles, which, like... 100%. I don't know. I know that that's not how some people feel, but that's kind of how I feel. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to encountering more fantasy of that kind but i don't know where to find it if you have any recommendations for me send them because we are accepting rex for sure what about you what are you looking forward to um i have been of course i've been drawn to thrillers lately um oh this is kind of a niche but i have been really into books about space lately or books set in space like i recently read um, the Loneliest Girl in the Universe by Lauren James. I am reading... I can't even remember what it's called. It's one that I started. Anyway, books set in space are just so fun to me. I read Dare Mighty Things by Heather... Kaczynski or something. Um, anyway, it's... I love books that are set in space. Especially YA books that are set in space. It's so interesting to me. It's like kind of dystopian but like not really but also like i just think space is so crazy i don't actually think i've read anything set in space girl let me tell you about them i have so many recommendations once i once i get on my goodreads perhaps (laughs) um interesting so i will keep my eye out for space books you will keep your eye out for fantasy with low stakes yep and interesting world building for sure uh my question for you now it's my turn right probably is what does your bookshelf look like? I'm so glad you asked. Um, I have been curating my bookshelf for a long time. Um, are we asking, like, organization or what is it? I don't know. Just tell me about it in general. Um, I actually have two, like, smaller bookshelves because apartment... That we bought at Ikea, right? We, we bought them together at Ikea. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was fun. 
Um, yeah, um, I hope I have a good variety. I was actually looking at it today. Um, I have, I think, a lot of YA on there because that's what I was buying a few years ago. I have some pretty excellent um, older fiction choices. I have quite a few nonfiction um, a ton of psychology books that I've saved from school mm-hmm. because I like them and I think they're interesting. Um, as well as like a ton of like creative writing books. I have a lot of anthologies of like short stories that I really liked. Wow. Um, also earlier this morning, I was, it was a Saturday morning. I was, you know, meandering around like you do. Puttering around. I was puttering. That's exactly yep. the word. We love to putter. Um, and you actually got me a book stamp, a custom book stamp for my birthday. Yes. That was And it very says smart. library of my name on it and it has a cute little picture. It's like a little seal situation. And I had recently bought a ton of books and so I went through all my books and I stamped them all. And I so I've been one of my big projects is that now I need to go through all my books and stamp them so that when I lend them to people, they know who they are because yeah. I feel like I lend out books a lot and I don't get them back, which is, you know, the hazards of lending. And I'm always happy to share. But yeah. I've anyway. definitely pushed books on a lot of people who did not want to receive them. And then you never get them back. Yeah. Or I like yeah. have to ask them back six months later. Yeah. That's happened to me twice with my copy of Anna and the French kiss that I've given it to like a random person yeah. and then it, doesn't come well back. you're always welcome to mine i will yes. stamp it before i give it to you i think i have stamped it already because i know Crucial. that i went it out a few times yeah um also on my bookshelf this is more of a literal question but i do have some like thrifted glasswares that i got from an estate sale a little bit ago Ooh. i have an old typewriter i have a fish tank on top of one of them very small so anyway i've really been devoting a lot of like aesthetic power to making my bookshelves nice as you should yeah I also sort them by color, which may change. I In your know. room as a child, you had a ledge that you kept them on. I did. That was I was very envious of that ledge. It was a ledge built into the wall of my room, and I just... Also, one of my hobbies was, like, rearranging my books yeah. as a kid. I and have... just your room in general. Yeah, but, like, the books especially, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to alphabetize them now, or I'm going to sort them by, like, genre, I'm going to sort them... You know, by... I'm going to do, like, a big rainbow color-coding mm-hmm. situation. Anyway, very fun. What is, um... What does your bookshelf look like? I have such clear memories of your bookshelves in your room in your parents' house. Yes, we do have a lot of bookshelves at my parents' house. And I definitely, I pick and choose what I want on my shelf and what just goes on the general family shelf, Mm -hmm. depending on what books I'm liking at the time. So Mm -hmm. there are some children's books that have been banished to the communal shelf Mm -hmm. because I no longer feel like they represent, I don't know, my taste at the time. This is, so my bookshelf where I actually have all my books is still in my parents' house. I don't mm-hmm. have it with me. Currently, my desk is just, like, piled with stacks of books, like, uh-huh. five high because I'm doing a research paper. But at home, my bookshelf is sagging in the middle terribly. It's going to crack one day. And it just has a lot of my favorite children's books, some classics that I've read. I still have, like, all the American Girl books, all mm-hmm. the Percy Jackson books. I love coming over to your house and, like, looking at all of the books. I feel like it's such a, like, it's like a time capsule. Yes, it definitely is. And there's, I think they're sort of clumped by era, like time in my life. Mm -hmm. So I have like Karen Cushman and uh, Eva Ibbotson and Shannon Hale all kind of together because that was like my 12 year old's taste in books. And then now I have, you know, I have all my like Jane Austen, Georgette, uh, Georgette Heyer, 
like I don't know classics not mm-hmm. classics but like Regency whatever right. some mm-hmm. of them are more cringier than others but um they're all together so they're There's more no grouped by thing. They're grouped by where they're grouped in my brain. Yeah. Oh, that is such a good way to store things. I feel like there's been a lot of discussion recently on Book Talk, which I'm trying to get off of. But there's been a lot of discussion recently on Book Talk about how to sort your books. And I am still wondering. I have, I'm a big fan of the some stacked, some upright, some, you know, mm-hmm. horizontal and vertical. Yes, some. you're good at that. I I do enjoy it. Thank you very much. But um, I think I think there's no there's no such thing as a bad bookshelf. Nothing is ugly, even if it's all like weird books. It's all yes. good. It's so good. I it's a little like a like pointillism mm-hmm. or like up close looks weird, but any bookshelf looks good. Yeah, you, I agree. You stand back. I agree. Although I do have to say that I think that I kind of, I mean, no shade to you, but I do question people who arrange their books by color i do too because it makes me wonder if they've read the book interesting because in my brain i'm like oh yes these ones are the same because they have this vibe or this they're this genre or they're by this author but when it's by color i'm like did you read it or did you just like the way it looked and sometimes i have noticed like i have um dante's trilogy it's not a trilogy but it's broken up into three parts oh okay the divine comedy yes right um it's broken up into three parts the first one is like red the second one's blue and the third one is yellow and i'm like well i'm not gonna break this up so i do have like a few that are like the series have to stay together Mm -hmm. and you know they'll be in like their own little section but yes no shade to people who arrange their books by color but i will ask you if you have actually read the books on your shelf your gatekeeping yes (laughs) That's right. We love that. Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss. Barf. Um, okay, let me pick a question for you. Let's see. Um, okay, this could definitely be a whole episode, but I just want to know a few red flags in books. Like, if you're shopping at a bookstore or if you're at the library or you're looking online or however you find books, what is a f- what are some things that you immediately, like, will turn you off to a book and you will not pick it up? I feel like a lot of them are try are title tropes okay like the trope that's like this this and other things that blank we've talked about this and there are some books that i actually have read that i don't hate with that wolves trope. boys and other things that might kill me yes. by good YA. oh i, have I can't no remember idea. her name she's in she's actually based in utah but anyway um that one was actually good <laughs> i know but just i'm distrustful of books with that title pattern just like i am distrustful of any kind of title I don't know if it's like this is the wrath in the dawn. I should have known when it's just kind of like two vague nouns. But listen, there are exceptions like I know. shadow and bone. Okay, true. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. just I have to be skeptical. But you know what? It is. I think that's. Um, it was. It was a common thing that was successful, and so other people have copied it. Yes, and now it was I like am wary. the dystopian trend. The dy- the dystopian trend where like Hunger Games was like incredible, and then other series kind of tried to copy it, and it just didn't work as well. It was like an yeah. imitation. So yeah, my other red flag. This is more of a content thing. I don't know. I like historical fiction a lot, mm-hmm. and so I am very skeptical of historical fiction in which. I don't know, when there's anachronistic ideas of how feminism worked in the past. Right, okay. Because I think there are a lot of books where the girl is like, I'm an individual and I don't want to get married and I want to live on my own. But, like, in the past, that was not what women aspired to. Women Mm -hmm. aspired to autonomy within family and cultural structures. Right. And obviously that didn't mean that they didn't, like, 
strive for independence but i think that i've seen read a lot of books mm-hmm. where like second wave feminism is projected onto women in the past where you know they're afraid of getting married they're a tomboy they hate the society that they live in as if they knew that they were living in a society right that you know a foreign society so right. just i think they're that, disconnected from Yeah, their it's home. very common in historical fiction, so I can't completely write it off. But I think that there are better ways to get around the patriarchy in historical fiction than just to have the characters wholeheartedly hate the society that they live in. Because, I don't know, it, it takes away some of the subtlety of writing in the past. Mm-hmm. And, like, the point of writing in the past is to deal with those things, not to be like, everyone in the past was sexist. They were, but, like... That's not a hot take. Right. It's, a, it's a presentism thing. It's yeah. like a, the past yeah. is a different place. They do things differently there. We talked about that a lot in my in my college writing classes. Yes. So that's a more, uh, yeah, a more specific writing issue. That's but, a good one. Yeah. What that's about you? One. What are your red flags? Um, this is not like, this is so subjective, but if I feel like, um, a book is written badly, I won't pick it up. <laughs> like, how do you I mean, feel like a book is written badly? Yes. So if the characters seem two-dimensional, if it seems formulaic, if it mm-hmm. seems predictable, if it seems um, cheesy in any way, I can't handle mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm thinking... Um, I don't know. I feel like there are so many that I... So many series that were really popular or so many books that were really popular that I just never ended up reading, especially, like, growing up, That because I just thought that they were, like, going to be weird. Like, The City of Bones, I was, like... Oh, I yeah. Feel like it, Aren't you glad that we never got into this? Yes. <laughs> and then there's, like, the whole... There's a lot of controversy around that series the right now. Incest. With the author, author and everything. Um, but anyway, but, like, I was, like, I feel like this is corny. I feel like it's bad. I feel like... I feel like this is not going to have a good enough story. I feel like it's just about, like, the setting and the romance or whatever. Also prioritizing romance at the expense of other elements of the story is a huge no for me. Yeah. Also, I think that when you prioritize romance, you're not actually prioritizing romance. Yeah. Because I think that the best romances that I've read, the romance happens because of other story elements. And it's real. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I I struggle with romance anyway, but like, yeah, if it's just about like a romance, I'm like, is it though? Like, it's kind of weird. Also, I just don't like, um, I don't know. I, I struggle with like, I hate saying this because I know that it's like bad, but like if a book has an ugly cover, I don't want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I can agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have been more and more open lately, which is great. Um, which has gotten me burned actually a few times, but I feel like I just, there's so much that I like now lately that I actually can't think of too many, like, red flags, necessarily. Yeah. I think when we were reading stuff from our YA library section... There's a lot was, of garbage I'm, to there sort was a in lo- YA. It was pretty easy to be like, hmm, this has a girl in a ball gown on the cover. Probably okay, no. Okay, yeah. That was a red flag. Hmm, this has, like, I don't know, like... Uh, like a you know any real real people on the covers just tend you know to be what a, a that's a off. really interesting red flag if yeah. it's a picture of a real person and not some kind of like drawing or illustration or something like that when they're trying to agree. force me how to picture the character i am very mad about hugely it. hugely agree i have a 
in, in my copy of Anne and the French Kiss, we'll probably come back to this over and over. In my copy of Anne and the French Kiss, I got it from a, I got it, I thrifted it, my copy, and I hated the cover because it is shot, it's like a real picture of like a boy and a girl or something sitting in front of the Eiffel Tower. In like quintessential 2010 outfits. No, I say like 2006. Like, book was written in like 2008, 2009. Oh, okay. Right? Anyway, well, the fashion was hideous. Yeah. Um, there was, like, an infinity scarf in there and, like, some weird cap sleeve tee. And I was like, okay. Um, so I taped over it and I, like, drew on it and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because I was just like, I can't handle this cover. It's ruining the vibe. Yes. And similarly, my copy of my favorite book also thrifted. I Capture the Castle. It is the movie poster cover. Biggest disappointment of my life when I opened it. I did not think I was ordering that edition. So I made a a dust jacket you for did. it. You did. It was so cute. Yeah. You lent it to me and I read it with the cute yeah. little dust jacket on it. It's uh, a... construction paper. It was necessary for my peace of mind. It was very fun. Um, yeah. Books that are written poorly with like cheesy characters and I, I will say like I cannot handle any amount of cheesiness. I can't. Hmm. I, I think I have cringe. a higher tolerance for cheesiness. I think you do. I will... I can't take it. I will cringe. I will throw the book across the room. I will like roll my eyes. I will angrily review it on goodreads yes (laughs) anyway no um but yeah i don't i hope that wasn't like too much like i hate this and this because i have found so many books that i've been like really pleasant well i mean you kind of just said that you hate books that are simply not good so (laughs) i mean not like too controversial (laughs) yeah i think that everybody has that so yeah anyway um I i think that's pretty good um i am so excited to keep talking about books i just like them i also like them and hopefully I read something better for next time because my recent reads were a disappointment. That's your homework assignment. You okay. have to read something fun. I will try my best. All right. Go read something fun, my friends. Bye.